Hey there. Welcome to the Brave New Workforce. My name is Trip O'Dell, and I am joined as ever by my lovely co-hosts, Anna Kadina and Larry Cornett. How are you guys doing today? Pretty good. Rocking and rolling. <laughs> I am pretty totally good. convinced with that. How was what Mexico? Do you You've been I, I mean, absent. You know. You've have you been ghosting us, Anna? No, <laughs> she has what? been. She's totally no, been ghosting. I am us. a professional. I respond to everyone and anyone at all hours of the night, whatever the She's request like, I, be. I can't hear you over my cocktail on a beach, guys. Sorry. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. You know, I'm not perfect. When it comes to messages, I'm not perfect. Okay. Well, speaking of ghosting. Which We're leads talking. to our next segue, yes. coincidentally. <laughs> wow. How's that for a lead-in? It was better terrible. At this. No, yeah. you weren't. <laughs> we are talking about ghosts of candidate pasts, this, this terrible practice among companies and recruiters where oh, yeah. they come in hot and heavy, they, 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 they bring you in for the interview, and then nothing. And uh, we hear about this all the time. We hear about it from people that yep. write into the show. We hear about people. We hear it from friends. We hear it from people in our coaching practices. And um, Larry, you have some thoughts on that. Yeah, it's uh, it's always bothered me. Um, it was something that when I'll, and I'll give uh, my boss credit at eBay. We changed the policy, and we said no candidate ever gets ghosted ever, ever, ever. I don't care what the decision is. Yes, no, whatever. Maybe we get back to the candidate. We never leave somebody hanging. And so I've carried that forward with my own recruiting efforts, but I've just been seeing it getting worse. And now that I'm working as a career coach, you know, I'm, I'm working with people often through the interview process. And I am so surprised at how often uh, a team, like you said, that is really excited and acting thrilled to talk with the candidate says, oh, you're a great fit, you know, and they're working them through all the interviews for weeks. And then they have the final interview and the company goes quiet. And they said, oh, it's been a few days. And I said, you know, give them, you know, kind of five business days or a week and we'll see. And they message them and to the recruiter and the hiring manager, hey, I just checking back. Nothing. Crickets. And this just happened recently with a candidate and I'm going to name the company because I don't care, Microsoft. And I was like, Microsoft, come on, you can do better than this. You know, you're a good company. You're a big brand. Have the common decency to tell a candidate, sorry, we've decided to pass. That's all. It, it's, you could just send an email. How long does that take? And it, I just think it's so, shameful behavior. It's so nefarious too, because there've been cases where you do end up getting the job. You do get up and get the job, but you don't find out until two weeks later after responding or replying <laughs> yeah. like, Hey, like what's going on here? I mean, that happened to a friend of mine where she literally got ghosted for a good three weeks, a month. I don't even know. Mm. And they, they, the last time they, the last interaction that they had with her was, yeah, it sounds great. Love it. Send over your rates and we'll get back to you. She sent over her rates and it was radio silence. She followed up with them wow. a couple of times. Nothing, nothing. And what was so terrible was the hiring manager was liking her Facebook posts and what? things like that. <laughs> <laughs> and she was like, I don't understand this guy. That's like, is he, so weird. He, he, That's yeah, creepy. Like, well, they connected, they connected on Facebook. It, it was a Facebook group, Facebook, her community okay. group. Yeah. You know, it's not like it was her personal page. It was 
as a community group. But everything she was posting in there, like he was liking and engaging, <laughs> commenting, whatever. And on the back end, she was like, what the heck is this guy up She's to? She's like, I see you. <laughs> and he's being obvious. He's like, I'm online, obviously. And she's like, he, he's obviously <sighs> online. He's engaging with my posts, everything. And then just not replying to email. Like, did I not get it? And then, you know, a month later, they're like, you're hired. When can you start? And she's like, dude, <laughs> what, <laughs> what happened? It's a ridiculous. lot of that too is, um, it's, it's, so there's all sorts of reasons. Having been on the other side of this, and I, I don't tolerate ghosting, um, you know, when I'm, when I'm the hiring manager. Uh, like I'll close the loop, you know, I put my, yeah. I put it and, you know, I try to do, I, as many as possible, I'll try to personally talk to candidates at least. I mean, it depends on the stage, right? If you've reviewed their resume and then you, 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 you say no pass, you know, you send out the email, right? If you do the phone conversation and it's right. not a fit, you have the recruiter reach out, close the, close the deal. Or sometimes I'll just tell them, in that thing is like, I don't think it's a fit mm -hmm. and, mm -hmm. and, you know, happy to talk to you why, but like, and it's funny in those conversations when, when you, you give them actionable feedback, which we've talked about before, but it's, I feel it's the right thing to do mm -hmm. when you can, yeah, when, when you think it's the right candidate to do it, it's actually really grateful for it because people don't, as we've seen in some yeah, of our hot seat so interviews, rare. nobody tells you. <laughs> Nobody tells you like what you I could know. be doing better or how you like, why well, you're not ready for that role. I mean, I would right. love to comment on this. Like I recently, a recruiter approached me for this role uh, mm -hmm. and I was like, okay, cool. Sounds good. It was a very specific role with, um, and I still happen to have these specific expertise. And so I reach out and the recruiter is like, she already knows who you are, blah, blah, blah. No need to put a cover letter. She, she knows who you are. So just reach out. And so I reached yeah. out. I still provided a cover letter because I think it's important. And I ended up getting, you know, word back like two weeks later saying I wasn't a fit for the company. And in the email, it said, we cannot provide feedback as to why you're not a fit for the company because we have too yeah, many no, freaking no. candidates that have applied for the position. And I'm just like, well, <laughs> what do you do then? How, <laughs> like, I'm, I'm glad they told me that I was n rejected, but at the same time, it's right. like so. Like I want to ask, I, I wanted to reply and be like, tell me what you were looking for. Tell me what was not in the resume or in the cover letter. Like, why was it such a pass? I know. And I, know. I think it's just I, like so many people apply for these positions that it does get overwhelming. Like, can you really respond yeah. to a thousand people, you know, um, who've applied or, or however the number might well, be? Well, I think, yeah, it depends, right? Like Tripp said, it depends on what stage it is. And so if it's an automated system and you send your resume and it's automatically kind of filtered out because of years of experience or something, then you get an automated response. Sorry, you didn't match our criteria, whatever, right? I get it. But it, yeah, if you've interviewed with somebody, especially if you've done like the full loop that you've talked about where you're meeting the whole team and interviewing, it's like, give them the courtesy of a phone call, you know, tell the person that, sorry, I don't know what to do about the feedback piece. Cause I've been on both sides and I know you have been trip. We were often given guidance by our legal teams, like, do not do this. This opens up lawsuits and all kinds of stuff. And this is why we don't give specific feedback to candidates, but it is hard to be 
somebody who's the hiring manager that you know there's some obvious stuff that they did in their presentation or whatever that kind of hurt them. And I remember before this all happened, back in the good old days when we gave feedback, sometimes, you know, it's just like, hey, this isn't quite right or you're not quite senior enough. But I know another friend who's hiring. I would actually send them to a friend and I'd say, you should go interview with my friend at Oracle or whatever, right? They're looking for somebody exactly at your position. So you, we were always trying to like help people. And now it seems like these recruiting teams and hiring managers and companies are like, good luck. You know, we're not even going to tell you and we're certainly not going to help you and connect you with other people. Well, and that that's one of the things, that's a major disadvantage that um, people put themselves at in the application process. I mean, this is often why, I mean, you gave me this advice, Larry, and it made all the difference is find a way to circumvent the recruiting layer. <laughs> yeah. uh, um, because yeah. if yeah. you can... And, and why things, and we're going to talk about that in a future episode, why things like writing are so important and right. connecting but, and engaging. But how do you, what do you mean by super, um, circumvent the recruiters? How does, what do you mean by that? So recruiters hate when I do this, but it's, I, and I'm doing it right now with a bunch of candidates and I, they're trying to figure out how to break into a specific kind of role in a specific type of company. I'll make, said, a deal, I'll make a deal with all the recruiters. You guys stop <laughs> sucking more or stop sucking oh, wow. less, stop sucking and treating people like this. And, yeah. uh, we'll stop giving the advice, uh, that they should work around the system. And I will caveat this cause I'm, I'm working with an executive recruiter right now. Um, who's a, a client of mine and he's fantastic. Um, of course, if he's listening, but I have worked with recruiters who are amazing. Oh yeah. It's interesting. So we had the conversation where the best recruiters act like agents that they're really trying to help both sides be happy. They want the company to be happy with the hire. They want the candidate to be happy with the offer. And they're actually acting like an agent and helping the negotiation close. Like, like you do with a good real estate agent who's like, I really want you to be happy with this house and I want you to get the best price or whatever it is. So the best recruiters, and there are some, and I've worked with some, behave like that. But I, when most don't, this is why I tell people, and this is the the circumvention I was talking about or Trip was talking about. You find people within the company, you follow them on Twitter, you follow them on LinkedIn, you connect with them. In a best case, you actually know who the hiring manager is and you start to build a relationship so that you're having conversations about stuff they care about, about the role, about the company, you're asking questions. And then when you have built that relationship and that trust, you say, by the way, I am interested in that role. Here's my resume. Could you give it to the hiring manager? And it gets put right on their desk. So it doesn't go through the screening process and the filters because here's what happens. If you're not a perfect, absolute fit, the system often screens you out and kind of filters you away because it's like, oh, you don't have the right degree or you don't have the right number I mean, of years of experience. That's me in a, in a nutshell. I do not have, right. I, I never hit any of the markers, but I end up that's always the problem. being, yeah. I, I end up being always top performer. But if someone talks to you yes. and they know you yes. and they see your work and they don't look at the resume, they're like, of course we want to hire her. Yes. So that's the conversation that's always had is here's the resume. I know if you just glance at this, you're going to think she's not a fit. I'll tell you right now, she's fantastic. And this is why you should talk to her. Yeah. But, and that's, that's the thing, Anna, is, I mean, I think that's what makes you so good at what you do is that, you know, 
they talk about unicorns. I, you know, I'm, I'm a similar thing. I'm a weird fit. I am a weird cat when it comes to doing what I do. Uh, and it's really hard to put, put what I've, the type of value that I add as a designer or as a design yeah. leader in a box, you know, I'm not a unicorn. I'm like a hippopotamus with butterfly wings. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's, it's, it's weird. It's a magical beast. It's not the one in the storybooks and you know, it's not the one you're thinking, <laughs> but you give me an opportunity to have Did a conversation. Did you have to turn into a cocoon? <laughs> in order for that to happen like how does that work i don't know like you know yeah cocoon? it seems yeah but, hey the most feared animal in africa is the hippo that's i'm, I'm, a, I'm a i'm a double it's yeah. oh it's true <laughs> but but, but that's that's the thing is that when you can start up that conversation and a lot of times like in the valley they'll talk about um you know seek advice and get money get you know ask for money and get advice uh, when you're talking about pitching a startup. Yeah. It, yeah. A lot of that is your is the same with a career. If you reach out to people and you meaningfully engage, it's not just like, I found you on LinkedIn. Here's my resume. Yes. Can you submit yeah. me for a job? It's more like <laughs> Yeah, don't yeah, don't do that, folks. Don't do that. It's it's like, hey, uh, I read the thing that you wrote or I enjoyed exactly. you know your talk. Exactly. You know, would you be willing to have a Zoom call? Yep you know, or a coffee or something like that and, and get your thoughts on some career advice. And they're always filtering. If they're hiring, they're always filtering for, well, how would this person fit on my team? Or would they fit in this culture? And a lot of times you'll get right. really ca a candid view on what the inside of that company is like, or if that's a place you'd even want to work. Yes. And a lot of times candidates don't realize that until they're no longer candidates and they're there. Like it's a it's, uh, you know, the worst thing right. isn't getting ghosted. Right. The worst thing is ending up at a company that you got, you got <laughs> shammed. Getting a job you really don't want. <laughs> getting a job you don't want. That happens too. That happens too. Yeah. You should be doing this homework anyway. You should be doing this homework with current employees and even more valuable past employees. Because I'll tell you what, when you talk with a past employee and they're speaking, you know, glowing terms of their employer, that's pretty, that's a pretty good signal. It's like, they're no longer working there, but they're like, oh, it's the best years of my life. Great team, great leader. And I How did that when I was going people? to places. Uh, Welcome to LinkedIn. I know. Uh, yeah. You go and do a filter by past company and you work your network. Cause we'll often look at roles and we're like, okay, this isn't a brand new company with a brand new role. Who was doing this before I'm interviewing for this? I, that's, Who was I'm the doing past that. leader? I'm doing that right now. I, I'm I yeah. I'm hiring up and I and my my organization is hiring up around the world and I'm going through my 2,600 LinkedIn things and I'm saying, oh yeah, I totally work with that person. Or yeah. that exactly. person's been yeah. there for a while. I bet they're ready for a move. Yeah. Uh, and it's it, that's where you get to. You want to be able to pick your team. You don't want whatever the candidate tracking system is going to spit out. And that's why. It, you might as well show up at Reno with a pocket full of quarters trying to apply directly to I those know. roles. I know. Well, that's what they say is like, if it's a, oh, if it's I thought a bigger you meant company. pocket full of quarters so you could throw it the hippos in Reno. <laughs> you can, no. I'm sure there's no. a place you can do that. But for sure. I can't remember the exact number, but like for every role, like at Google, they're receiving you know, 5,000 resumes. No, it's you know? impossible. So how do you stand out? And this is the thing that also applies to this whole process is that if you think your resume is what's going to get you a job, you're dreaming. 
the only people whose resumes get them a job are people whose resumes are like shining, absolute perfect examples of perfection. And even then, good luck. You know, it's, it's really a broken hard. system. And I mean, like, how well, many? It totally t- is. How many times have you heard the the unemployed guy saying, "Oh yeah, I spent I spent like all day, eight hours submitting my resume to to companies, and I haven't even heard back. Like, I've submitted over a hundred to these companies, knocking on doors." So, not only does the networking increase your odds, but networking reduces, probably eliminates the chance you're going to get ghosted. Because if you've built a relationship with this person, you're connected on social media and LinkedIn, and you've been talking for weeks or sometimes months, is that person going to ghost you? <laughs> no, they're going to they're going to back channel and say, "Hey, sorry, it didn't work out. You know, I I thought you'd be great for it, but the team isn't that excited, and so we're not going to move forward." But they're not going to ghost you because you've built a relationship. Mm-hmm. Well, the the other thing too is you know we say this all the time, or at least you know you do. It's so much like dating. It's so much yeah. like dating. It's not even. And that's where ghosting also happens, yeah, right? Exactly. And that's, I'm very, I'm very guilty of this in dating. I'm very. Sorry. Oh, Anna. Oh, it's not bad candidate experience, Anna. Because I no, like you don't understand. The, you don't understand. She's like, I've rejected you from further dates for the following reasons. You don't understand. It's you. very, it's very difficult to keep up with the massive amounts of messages that you get. And oh I'm not, God. and I'm not trying to brag. Oh my God. <laughs> That's a weird She's like, flex. I don't know what to tell you guys. I get no, 5,000 messages tell, a day. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, you guys, you have no idea. Like on the internet. You're right. We have no idea. <laughs> like you both are married men now. I have, like, well, and I have a face for radio. So it's, it, it's <laughs> like, it's, so on, um, let's just use the popular Tinder app. Uh, I'll just give you a reference. I can only imagine what it's like for recruiters. So this is totally relevant to the conversation. I swear. But on Tinder, you can see who liked you, right? This is like a new premium feature. Oh, And okay. so for men, I like my best friend and I, we decided, oh, let's do this. Like, let's pay for Tinder for a month and see where it gets us. <laughs> and so he pays for Tinder. And guess what? Like he gets three women to like him and he's super excited. And he's like, <laughs> they're high quality gals. I'm so excited to have this conversation, everything. And the, you know what? He goes out on both, like all three dates he goes out on. And it's, 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 <laughs> He's like, oh, I can't even pick. They're so great. Like literally perfect dream scenario. And then there's me (laughs) and I turn it on. I look at it to attend a meeting, come back. And I have over like 200 people who have liked said yes to my profile. And they're all high quality. No, they're terrible quality. <laughs> what was this? What's what's the what was that that old Saturday Night Live skit, s- sketch? It was like something. It's like lowered oh. expectations, you know. Like like I mean, I think like your friend is probably has done what they call an, uh, satisfied, right? Like, yeah. Oh yeah. God, he was and, over the moon. He was like, I should have well, done this. Yes. I should have done this months ago. But and I was yeah. and I was just overwhelmed and upset. That's exactly the difference. Yeah. But I think you're right, though, with the recruiters. I mean, like for the poor recruiters, like I'll take a little bit of it back. Stop being bad. Right. Stop being bad at at how you treat people, because one of the things that we also tell them is the candidate experience. And that was something that when I I'm glad you brought that up when I was at the company that Anna and Larry, do you guys have your your drinks ready because uh, when I was yes, at I Amazon, do. yes, Cheers. when I was oh. at Amazon, <laughs> uh, yeah, a, that's our new drinking game. When Trip was at Amazon, uh, the the uh, the high or his the learning can- disability. Oh, geez. So. 
look. <laughs> Making light of my trauma. Right? Thank you, Anna. But oh, no, I'm sorry I, you were born this way. Now let's just keep drinking. You're like the meanest Canadian ever. <laughs> I'm very no, sorry. What? No. So the, <laughs> the, the, uh, the candidate experience was something they put a high premium on because the yeah. idea was yeah. that almost everybody in the world is an Amazon customer. And even if we don't yeah. hire them, That's we don't right. want them That's going right. around and saying, Amazon treated me like trash during the interview. Yeah. And yeah. we always followed up with candidates. It was uh, something that you always made sure that, you know, hey, are you okay? Do you need a break? You know, bathroom break, you know, the, the, and we made decisions on the candidate and then we yeah. closed the loop. We didn't wait for the next better candidate and try to keep them on the line. And I think that's what happens is that people, I mean, things happen internally where hiring goes on pause and the recruiter doesn't close the loop and there's communication breakdowns, but oftentimes they're waiting for something better to come along. Let's keep yeah, them on the I line, know. I know. which is not the right thing to do. Um, that's a, yeah. yeah, I just heard from one of my clients they had interviewed, they got rejected by Amazon, but they said, man, they were fast at giving me feedback. It was like, I think less than 48 hours. Three you days. Know, they were like, okay. Three yeah, days. It was fantastic. The, 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 the SLA, the service level agreement was three days, three business days. You had the debrief. That's great. Um, I mean, and, come on. And, if Amazon can do it at how, their scale. How do you do that with like a thousand candidates on the line? Like, well, how? they must be. You, I mean, they do it. Very selective. Uh, and it's the philosophy is don't wait for the perfect candidate. Wait for somebody that aligns to the leadership principles and is a fit right, for the role. Right. And the leadership principles is the higher that bar. Has a it's growth harder, mindset. Has a growth mindset uh, that is a good athlete is at is better than fifty percent of the people already in that role raising the bar, and that um, you make a decision on that candidate for that role. And there was one of four outcomes, right? It was strong, no hire, no hire, uh, fit for Amazon, not fit for role and hire, right? Uh, mm -hmm. And if you hired them, all other candidates, you could recycle candidates, so you could pass them on to other teams, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. uh, if they were not a fit for role, you could not hire them for that role, but say, you've passed our bar, would you right. like to talk right. to other teams for, for roles at that level? Right. And so you circulate that candidate and it's Google good. does the same thing. And like yeah, they, Facebook does too, I believe. Yeah. It's Cause you don't yeah. want to lose good people, but the first step is to treat those people like they, they feel that it's a special day because right. they put so right. much effort into that. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Now I don't think people realize how crushed candidates feel when they get ghosted like that, especially if it's been going well up until that point. I mean, if it didn't go well, you still don't like getting ghosted, but you're like, yeah, that was a horrible interview. I'm not surprised I didn't get hired. But when you feel like that went well and everybody was being super positive, and, and in this case, they were trying to sell the person on the role, like they were in major sell job mode, like, oh, this is a great role and you're going to love the team. They're like, this is great. Fantastic. Radio silence. It's like, what? Well, and if they're ghost, it's just like dating, right? So if they're ghosting you, let... I'll be the, I'll be the one that says it. They're just sorry. not, they're just not that into you. I'm very sorry. Right? Oh, it's, it's true. It's <laughs> they're not that into you. Yeah. Uh, it's true. And, yeah. and do you want to work there? I think that's, yeah, exactly. So that's the other part is to say if, and you've said this before too, it's like, 
companies are trying to be on their best behavior during the interview process. So if they're not behaving in a way that you are enjoying or you find acceptable, you're not going to want to work there. It's only going to get worse. So the way they treat you as a candidate is going to be better than the way they're going to treat you as an employee. So if you're not liking the candidate experience, you should probably think really hard about whether you even want the job. Have some self-respect. That's the thing is like, you know, like it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's a buyer's it's market. Like, it's a buyer's market. I mean, it should all, it's actually, it is now. yeah, yeah. But even, even when it's not, yeah, I mean, unless you actually like have to take the job, sometimes you have to take the job, but sure. yeah. you know, it's, uh, it, you know, as they say that there's Mr. or Ms. Right or whoever, it's the right person. And then there's the right right now now. person. (laughs) Right. Uh, and some jobs are right now jobs. They're not, they're not forever jobs. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, that's one of the reasons I do like, and I'm talking with some clients about contract to hire in consulting is that it gives you a chance to kind of look around and have an experience with, uh, you know, a potential employer. And we used to do this at eBay and other places where, We'd hire people on contract, and then if it went really well, we'd have that conversation saying, we're really enjoying working with you. If you're enjoying it, we'd love to convert you to full-time. And so you both get a chance to kind of try the situation out. I think it's great. I used to do a lot of consulting, and for me, I could learn a lot about a company once I'm inside the walls, you know, and you're doing the work, and then they would try to convert you, and they're like, yeah, you know, it's been fun as a consultant. I wouldn't want to be an employee. Oh, my God. They're all dumpster fires. Like every, every company is a dumpster fire to one degree or another. And, and like, yeah. like being able to see it, pick your dumpster fire, pick your dumpster fire, you know, d- decide if it's going to be a dumpster full of diapers or tires or just basic generic household wow. trash that everybody has so to deal appealing. with. So <laughs> appealing. Right. Right. Well, no company. And, and I think, uh, I'm trying to remember who was saying this online today, actually it said no company's perfect. If you think a company's perfect, you haven't looked hard enough. So you just have to figure out, it's like, kind of like pick your poison. It's like, what is it about the company that's not great? Look at that and say, I'm okay with that. You know, I actually do well in chaos. It's a chaotic company and some people hate that. I like chaos. I can deal with chaos. But if there's like, oh, it's a company that disrespects and they treat each other like crap. And you're like, I can't stand that. I'm not going to work somewhere where they shout at me and curse at me. It's like, I don't want that. You know, forget it. Well, I think that's a good one to go out. Because Larry Cornette, chaotic good, you know, Anna, chaotic I thought, neutral. I thought I was, I thought I La, was. Lawful evil. I thought yeah. I was chaotic good. What is that? Are we, are we actually admitting to our D&D background? I don't here? know. But I, I, I play, I play d and religiously every Saturday for four years. Oh my well, God. then so Anna, we're all, we're all nerds. <laughs> Anna, roll for initiative because one foot in front of the other, better days are ahead without the ghosting. <laughs> oh, Lord. Well, you can find us at thebravenewworkforce.com. We also have a Twitter um, called BNWF underscore. <laughs> Just BNWF podcast. Yeah. <laughs> okay. It's that. We got rid of that stinking underscore. <laughs> okay. Well, I, I'm not the Twitter guy, so. <sighs> Um, but yeah, send me an email. We love hearing from you. If you have um, a guest recommendation, we also like hearing those. And yes, I'm done. Larry, anything? That's it. 
Okay. That's it. Well, bye, guys. I hope you have a good night, we won't morning, ghost you. After, afternoon. <laughs> we'll be here exactly the same time uh, on Thursday. 